Good morning, Julia. It's me, Joe. Just wanted to say hi. Wish you a great day. Tell you that meeting you yesterday and getting a look at you was probably one of the greatest moments of my life. You were so beautiful. You don't know how beautiful you are to me. I mean, just, you're gorgeous, you're precious. And, uh, but it's been sitting in my mind when you said to me you want to go back with your ex-boyfriend. Please erase him from your memory. Don't ever go back in the past. I know, because I've been there. And I understand when, you know, you're trying to find somebody and you go on dates and nothing compares to your ex. But there is that better person out there. And Julia, I promise you it is me. I will love you like you've never been loved before. I will cherish you. I'll make you f feel like a woman, a real woman. And believe me, after you experience me, you won't even know who your ex-boyfriend is. So I hope this video doesn't scare you, but that's how I feel. Mwah. Ciao, baby. I knew he would do something. Would do something. Very odd. Very odd. Very odd. you sons of bitches and motherfuckers out there it's zach prosser i'm in the studio i'm here i'm actually doing my damn job um i'm feeling a little bit better my teeth are still growing in um but every day i get a little bit better uh i've been kind of chilling out i actually had my first piece of solid food a few days ago i had a few twisted teas and got some pizza and uh man when you have been just eating um Overnight oats and uh, yogurt and stuff like that, and then you finally eat like a slice of pizza. That shit is fucking incredible. I mean, like the acid fucking kicked in kind of thing, like the ecstasy hit kind of. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been weird. But I did do something since I was kind of like celebrating my um, coming back to the real world because uh, since my oral surgery, another look behind the curtain, um, I have, uh, you know, just, it's, I've just kind of been like, like kind of under, you know, laying low. Um, but I had a few drinks, I had some pizza, it was great. And then um, I, on a wild hair, because I think of the Twisted Tees, I was like, I'm going to watch one of my favorite goddamn movies. And that film happens to be the 1994 uh, masterpiece, um, Pulp Fiction. So today's show, um, I vibed the fuck out watching that movie. One of my very favorites. Um, I'm a Tarantino fan pretty hard, but uh, that movie specifically has just got some extra juice to it or something. So on the show today, we're going to listen to the soundtrack and we're going to just kind of get that Pulp Fiction experience. It is a really cool soundtrack. Um, growing up, I always really, really loved those Tarantino soundtracks. They really like opened me up to new music. Um, when I was growing up, a lot of my friends were really into Wes Anderson soundtracks, which were great. Um, but I was always kind of listening to like the Reservoir Dogs soundtrack or Death Proof or something like that, um, or Dust Till Dawn. Uh, shit just kind of had some cool ass shit in it. And as a young kid discovering surf rock, I think um, a lot of you. Uh, other people out there in San Francisco can um, understand a healthy love of surf rock. But like I said, the movie's from 1994. Um, man, I, I have got to tell you, I truly believe that there was something about 1994. I mean, the shit that came out and went down in 1994, I mean, it had to have been a cultural uh, Mount Everest peak for us Americans. I mean, Pulp Fiction, um, The Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails. I mean, there's, you can look it up, man. Just Google 1994 and like look up all of the movies and the shows and the music and the art and the comedy and the books and comic books and stuff. Just all the shit that came out was just epic time to be uh, uh, an American. 
Um, I, I don't. I'm not really gonna say very much throughout the show. I'm just gonna kind of get the vibe going. Um, again, it is a really great soundtrack. It's got some really great shit in it. Um, I would say like one of the. Uh, well, you're hearing one right now. Um, that's probably gonna be the opening track. I think. Um, I don't mean to spoil it or anything like that, but um, just a little bit about uh, Tarantino. Um, I'm sure I don't need to tell anybody anything about that guy at all, other than that um, the 90s were kind of this like pinnacle in a, like style and and like um, taste. And the reason I'm saying that, and the reason that I don't think that's a thing now is that um, now we are saturated by uh, content um, because of the internet and um, you know like if you are interested in I don't know if you hear Nirvana for the first time within 12 hours you can pretty much go online and find everything that has ever happened about Nirvana or you can um, get a complete playbook you know within 12 hours you can know how to set up your amp and play all the songs and get the exact tone and all this kind of stuff and we're kind of inundated with that constantly because of uh, social media and just the internet as a distribution um, device uh, let's say like Spotify playlists um, I don't really think people out there um, so I'm probably gonna say something that is really like I, I, I can feel the other people on this radio station probably fucking hating my guts after saying this, but like music taste specifically is kind of like redundant at this point. Um, everyone kind of has the same taste. Uh, most people like good stuff. I mean, you know, or at least the people I interact with. And if you're listening to this, probably the people you, you interact with, we all kind of like the same shit, right? Um, and because of Spotify and because of YouTube algorithms and whatnot, we all kind of get the same shit. I mean, there's very rarely a situation you can show me a song I haven't heard of before. And it's not because I'm a fucking musical, you know, historian or anything. It's just because that's, I listen to music constantly and so does everybody else. Um, it's pretty, you know, I can be like, I can be like, man, no one's ever heard of this little gym and put it on. And my friend's like, oh yeah, this was on my, you know, discover playlist three days ago and it would have been you know and because of that um saturation taste is just really not like an issue anymore most people have the same taste there's not very many of us that have like a really evolved sense of taste um whereas other people don't back in the 90s i would say the 90s is the end of that but the 90s that was still a thing people were could ascend to the top of like like movie critics that's just not really necessary anymore um you don't really you can't really be a musician that pulls from all these different inspirations right there's like i'm not gonna go to a rock club and see some dude who's pulling uh the, the, i'm not gonna see some young band that has these that's inspired by all these you know random things i've never heard of we've all heard of the same shit we're all listening to it you know what i mean so it's kind of one of these things where like back then that was still a thing you know back then trent reznor could you know be the only one in the room that had listened to all four of the first skinny puppy albums and knew how to play depeche mode songs with his eyes closed on the piano you know what i mean like back then those people existed now we kind of all know that shit right well tarantino was kind of one of those figures um the dude had grown up in love with movies didn't have a lot of friends kind of you know grew up in the tv generation he's a gen xer right um and gen xers are the tv generation the movie generation right and um you know grew up loving movies worked in um, movie rental places and in theaters and just saw a fuckload of them saw movies that because there wasn't this wide distribution technique like the internet other people hadn't seen you know so um you know he didn't go to film school he didn't um study filmmaking or anything but then he somehow became one of the greatest filmmakers of the 90s and it's because he was a taste guy you know he had good taste and he was pulling from a lot of inspiration that other people simply didn't 
have. I mean, a lot of those grindhouse movies and stuff like that, you know, I'm going to think of... Uh, the hippie, I think it's a film called Hippie in Israel. I probably need to look that up. But like, honestly, that's a movie back then, probably he and like 200 other people in the fucking California area knew that movie, right? But now we kind of all do, you know? But he could pull from those things and he could, you know, show you these characters and had a developed sense of writing a script because... He had all this stimuli that other people simply didn't have time or didn't have a distribution technique for. Um, so, uh, you know, him and like Jim Jarmusch um, and then, you know, a handful of others just really came out and dazzled people, I think, with not only their natural storytelling ability, but also their underground taste that elevated them above um, just a casual listener. Which, you know, a lot of people are just casual observers, right? But these days, like I was saying, you can be a casual observer and also have heard, like, um, the most obscure bullshit in the fucking world. Like, I like I know people that are relatively casual and can tell me about, like, um, the uh, amazing punk rock going on in Pakistan right now. It's like, how the fuck do you know that? Well because it was on my and their Spotify discovery playlist. All right, I feel like I'm lecturing. I'm really not trying to, um, but I did want to just kind of talk to y'all at the front of the show because the back half of the show, I'm pretty much just going to go away at this point, Um, (laughs) which I'm sure some of you will be very glad to hear. Um, But then again, if you're listening to this, you probably don't have too much of an issue with me talking on my ass because that's kind of half of what the show is, right? But again, um, Tarantino, amazing shit. I mean, just fantastic. If you're not, if you are new to it, I mean, there are people out there um, that are new to things. You know, I actually recently just kind of started... um, going down a big rabbit hole of a specific director um, that made like um, Johnny Swade and some other stuff like that. You know, that was new to me. Um, So, you know, maybe there's a few people where Tarantino's new to you. If it is, I really recommend, I mean, Kill Bill and shit is obviously absolutely incredible, but um, I I think like uh, True Romance, which I think he just wrote, um, didn't direct it, but it's got that kind of juice to it is really cool um got a lot of that kind of like dialogue um and whatnot that uh, he's known for watch that and then um death proof i think is one of his best films it really just doesn't get talked about it got simultaneously released with a robert rodriguez film um called planet terror um as a grindhouse statement in modern theaters around like 2000 i don't know what seven or eight or something like that um so it kind of got buried in that but it's really cool Um, I'm sure we're ready to get into it, so I'll just shut the fuck up and let's listen to the music. See y'all. I love you, pumpkin. I love you, honey bunny. Everybody be cool, this is a robbery! Any of you fucking pricks move! And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you!
Okay, so tell me again about the hash bar. Okay, what you want to know? Hash is legal there, right? Yeah, it's legal, but ain't 100% legal. I mean, you just can't walk into a restaurant, roll the joint, and stop puffing away. I mean, they want you to smoke in your home or certain designated places. And those are hash bars. Yeah, it breaks down like this, okay. It's, it's legal to buy it, it's legal to own it. And if you're the proprietor of a hash bar, it's legal to sell it. It's legal to carry it, but, but, but that doesn't matter, because get a load of this, all right. If you get stopped by a cop in Amsterdam, it's illegal for them to search you. I mean, that's the right that cops in Amsterdam don't have. Oh, man, I'm going. That's all it is to it. I'm fucking going. <laughs> no, baby, you dig it the most. But you know what the funniest thing about Europe is? What? It's a little differences. I mean, they got the same shit over there that they got here, but it's just, just there, it's a little different. Example. All right, well, you can walk into a movie theater in Amsterdam and buy a beer. And I don't mean just like a little paper cup. I'm talking about a glass of beer. And in Paris, you can buy a beer in McDonald's. And you know what they call a, a quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris? They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese? Oh, man, they got the metric system. They wouldn't know what the fuck a quarter pounder is. And what do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's right. What do they call a Big Mac? Well, Big Mac's a Big Mac, but they call it Le Big Mac. Le Big Mac. <laughs> What do they call a Whopper? I don't know, I didn't go on a Burger King. You know what they put on french fries in Holland instead of ketchup? What? Mayonnaise. God, damn. <laughs> I seen them do it, man. They fucking drown them in that shit. Yeah.
There's a place where lovers go To cry their troubles away And they call it Lonesome Town Where the broken heart stays You can buy a dream or two To last you all through the years And the only price you pay Is a heart full of tears Going down to Lonesome Town Where the broken heart stays that show cops i was watching it one time and there was this this cop on he was talking about about this gunfight he had in the hallway with this, this guy right and he just unloaded on this guy and nothing happened he didn't hit nothing okay it was just him and this guy i mean you know it's it's freaky but it happens look you want to play blind man go walk with the shepherd but me my eyes are wide fucking open what the fuck does that mean i mean that's it for me from here on in, you consider my ass retired. Jesus Christ. Don't blaspheme. God damn it, I said don't do that. Hey, you know why you're fucking freaking out on us? Look, I'm telling Marcellus today. I'm through. But why don't you tell him at the same time why? Don't worry, I will. Yeah, and I bet you $10,000 he laughs his ass off. I don't give a damn if he does. Marvin, what do you make of all this? Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped... Oh! What's happening? Oh, man. Man. oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the fuck you do that? Well, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. Oh man, I seen some crazy ass shit in my time, but just chill out, man. I told you it was an accident. He probably he went over a bump or hey, something. Hey, the car ain't hit no motherfucking bump. Hey, look, man, I didn't, I didn't mean to shoot the son of a bitch. The gun went off. I don't know why. Well, look at this fucking mess, man. We're on a city street in broad daylight here. Well, believe it, man. Well, believe it now, motherfucker. We gotta get this car off the road. You know, cops tend to notice shit like you're driving a just car against this fucking a, blood. Just take it to a friendly place, that's all. This is the valley, Vincent. Marcellus ain't got no friendly but places you in the valley. But you'll save my fucking town, man! Shit! What you doing? I'm calling my partner in Toluca Lake. Where's Toluca Lake? It's just over the hill here, over by Burbank Studio. If Jimmy's ass ain't home, I don't know what the fuck we gonna do, man, because I ain't got no other partners in 818. Jimmy, yo, how you doing, man? It's Jules. Just listen up, man. Me and my homeboy are in some serious fucking shit, man. We're in a car. We got to get off the road pronto. I need to use your garage for a couple hours. Billy Ray was a preacher's son. And when his daddy would visit, he'd come along. When they gather around and started talking, that's when Billy would take me walking. Out through the backyard we go walking Then he look into my eyes Lord knows to my surprise The only one who could ever reach me Was the son of a preacher man The only boy who could ever teach me Was the son of a preacher man Yes he was, he was Yes he was Sweet talking to me, he come and tell me 
get serious for a second bff.fm radio is a local san francisco station that is just you know doing what it can for people out there and trying to give them the best in art and music and whatnot and if you're a weirdo like me that means a lot so if you like art music or you say you like poetry or any of that other stuff go to bff.fm slash donate and give what you can because it really means a lot because we really don't want to have to just put up with the corporate bullshit that everybody gets shoved down their throats all the time all that on menu shit sucks anyway you want to hear other people and what they have to say and bff.fm is a really inclusive safe space so if you care about that kind of stuff put your money where your mouth is and thank you guys Yeah. 
concerned about my happiness But all that thought you're giving me is conscience, I guess If I were walking in your shoes, I wouldn't worry enough Are you and your friends are worried about me, I'm having lots of fun Last night I dressed in tails, pretended I was on the town. As long as I can dream, it's hard to slow the swinger down. So please don't give a thought to me, I'm really doing fine. You can always find me here and have a quiet time. Counting flowers on the wall, that don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn with the deck of 50. And watching Captain Kangaroo Now don't tell me I've nothing to do It's good to see you I must go I know I look a front Anyway my eyes are not accustomed to this light And my shoes are not accustomed to this hard concrete So I must go back to my room And make my day complete Counting flowers on the wall And watching Captain Kangaroo Now don't tell me I've nothing to do Don't tell me I've nothing to do Want some bacon? No, man, I don't eat pork Are you Jewish? No, I ain't Jewish. I just don't dig on swine, that's all. Why not? Pigs are filthy animals. I don't eat filthy animals. Yeah, but bacon tastes good. Pork chops taste good. Hey, sewer rat may taste like pumpkin pie, but I'd never know because I wouldn't eat the filthy motherfuckers. Pigs sleep and root and shit. That's a filthy animal. I ain't eat nothing ain't got sense enough to disregard its own feces. How about a dog? Dog eats his own feces. I don't eat dog either. Yeah, but do you consider a dog to be a filthy animal? I wouldn't go so far as to call a dog filthy, but they're definitely dirty. But dogs got personality. Personality goes a long way. Uh, so by that rationale, if a pig had a better personality, he would cease to be a filthy animal. Is that true? Well, we have to be talking about one charming motherfucking pig. <laughs> I mean, he had to be ten times more charming than that arm on Green Acres, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. <laughs>